League Legends Fantasy Football. Hello, hello, everybody. It is Friday, September 16th, 2022, and you are listening to the League Legends Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Mad Nerd Mardigan, and as always, I am joined by my good friend and co-host, Ed Mack. What is up, brother? What's going on, man? How'd you like that Thursday night game? Bro, um, you know, based off of the fact that it was uh, a little difficult for me to view it because I couldn't find it, um, I was stuck watching the play-by-play for the most part, but uh, pretty exciting second half. Now, you got to watch it, so what did you think? I, I loved it, man. It wasn't what we expected. The numbers didn't go the way we thought they would. The under hit, even in the Ooh. first half, 10-7. to 7, Like, who saw that mm. score at halftime? <laughs> but it ended up being a really good game. Um, now, we could have a potential long-term injury with uh, Justin Herbert, but we'll see how that plays. Oh, no. Yeah, man. little uh, rib injury from what I read. W- w- what's going on there? He got busted up, man. He got hit really, really hard. Came down on the ribs really hard. And it was it was hard for him to continue at, at first, you know. Went out for a play. Chase Daniels came in. And then when Herbert came in, he was he was laboring a lot. Uh, first throw was really off. Could have ran for an easy first down on the third and one and just said to hell with it, threw it out of bounds. But uh-huh. he, ended up, he ended up throwing a, a touchdown a few plays later. So we'll see, man. He's a baller, man. He really is. He's got a lot of heart. I, I was actually, when I was watching the play-by-play, it said that he had gotten popped. He appeared to be injured. Um, there was a, a timeout or something like that. But um, then he came back in the game, and I saw like three straight, you know, or two or three straight incompletions after he was just rolling. So I was like, oh, no, you know, let me, let me figure this out. So I took a look, and, and they said it was a rib injury. And I've had a, I've had a, a fracture in one of the – the floating cartilage ribs and you know for about six weeks it was agony and it's hard to breathe right yeah yeah i couldn't take a deep breath for a good part of like three weeks awful yeah do something man he's probably gonna wear one of those you know bigger rib uh yeah exactly to block that they're gonna have to protect him if he does yeah, yeah, no, but uh, he did play. He did play really well last night. I think he was thirty-three for forty-eight, three hundred thirty-four yards, three touchdowns, one interception for thirty point four six fantasy points. That's pretty good, man. Yeah, well, you'll take that every day, and more importantly, they covered the spread. So go ahead and cash in. They did. I was surprised that they actually didn't kick a field goal there. I, you know, I thought it was a pretty dicey uh, move on their part to go for the touchdown, knowing that you know they needed two scores to come back. But yeah, they got that. They got that last second uh, or you know last minute touchdown to uh, Josh Palmer, who um, started off the game pretty slow. I was watching his uh, his you know his targets and stuff like that. I think he was over three uh, or, or something like that to start the game, but he finished four of eight for thirty yards and that touchdown to save his day for thirteen fantasy points. But it was big Mike Williams on the day. What'd you see with him, man? Big Mike is torture for guys like me. You know, last <laughs> week he goes for three points. And then the week that he's going against you, he goes off. So, you know, if you got Mike Williams in your lineup, you love it. If you're going against him like me, you hate to see it. You called it, too. You mentioned it before the game started. You you said, you know, I think Mike Williams is going to have a big game. And then you took a look, I guess, at your your uh, opponent's roster, saw that Mike Williams was on the other side and said, no, he's definitely going to have a big game. <laughs> exactly. That's how it goes <laughs> every year. You know, whenever I have Mike Williams, 
it's one of those years when he's injured like half the season. And then when I don't have him, he goes off against me. He's just one of those guys. Yeah, no, he played really great last night. Eight uh, eight catches on 10 targets, 113 yards, one touchdown, 25.3 fantasy points. He went off. But uh, the guy I want to talk about is Gerald Everett. Uh, six catches on 10 targets, 71 yards, 13.1 fantasy points. And a lot of that came in the second half when uh, their backs were against the wall. What would you see out of him? Dude, there was two great fades in that game. If you were one of those guys that had Keenan and you had to go with Josh Palmer, he came through for you. And if you got one of those tight ends that's laying an egg and you went with Everett, it worked out for you as well. Gerald Everett looked great, man. He's agile. He had a catch close to the sideline where he juked two guys and got five extra yards. And he, he looks more like a receiver than a tight end at times. Yeah, he uh, he's pretty big, too. 6'3", 250. Um, you know, pretty fast guy, pretty agile. He's catching a lot of flack today, I see, because of towards the end of the game when Justin Herbert threw uh, an interception. Um, I guess Gerald Everett just had just had a big play, was winded, was asking to be taken out of the game. They were in a hurry-up position, so they had him back to the line. Uh, snapped the ball near the goal line. Gerald Everett, you know, cuts over turns around, just doesn't have the same juice in his legs, and he just was not in position, and Herbert fired a fastball at 240 miles an hour, and Gerald Everett just wasn't wasn't in the spot that Herbert thought he would be, and that, that got returned for that 99-yard uh, uh, interception that picked six. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I, he was giving his heart and soul, and to see him, you know, catching some <clears> – <throat> catching some uh, – you know, some flack for, you know, just, just straight up being gassed at the end of a game after trying so hard to, you know, help them get back in it. I'm not I'm not putting that strike against him. What do you think? Yeah, it's tough, man. You you want to see people come into the season in a little bit better shape. There's going to be times where you're down. It's two-minute drill, and you got to hurry up and score. You can't get a sub every play. So you, yeah. you hate to see that. And then, you know, I get it. You're tired. But there's certain passes as a pass catcher. You're going to have to play defense sometimes. You can't let that happen. So I get the flack, uh, but I think he'll be all right, man. Going forward, I think they'll be okay. And it's that's a tough, a tough opponent, man. They they weren't projected to win anyway. I get it, you're down, but it happens. Yeah, you know, it's something that I took away from that. Um, you know, thinking about the other side of the ball, I could never see Travis Kelsey uh, wave into the sideline. You know, with a with a couple minutes left in the game of a you know of a possible you know game winning drive or game tying drive and after a big play, all of a sudden, boom, looking over to the sideline and saying, take me out. I get you're tired, but, you know, you got to dig deep in that moment. And, uh, I mean, you got guys like Justin Herbert who's playing with possibly fractured ribs, you know what I mean? So, Kelsey on the other side of the ball, he was held in check by Derwin James, bro, only 10 fantasy points. Um, you know, he, he, he didn't, have a, didn't have a crazy day, man. What you, would you see out of Kelsey? Dude, Derwin is a beast. Wow. The play where – he literally picked up Kelsey and body slammed him. Yeah, but it, WWE you know, style. Yeah, man. Unless you know going forward, if you got a big tight end, they're they're in for a rough matchup. Derwin James is he is a force and a half. I did not see that coming. Now I know he's had good a good history with uh, Kelsey, but you know as far as you know you know DNM up and everything like that. But I didn't I, to see the physicality. Holy moly. And, uh, you know, it was really nice to see. But uh, I know you do have one of, uh, this guy on one of your teams, CEH. Yeah. So he ended up – he started off slow. I was pissed off when McKinnon 
got the t- the receiving touchdown down yeah. in the red zone. I was, I wish uh, Ceh was in the game for that, but yeah, he man. wasn't. It's all good. But C- but Ceh ended up coming through. He still got me uh almost sixteen fantasy points. He had a lot of usage. He had a big run down down the stretch late, four for four on his passes, catching for forty four yards. I'll take that every day out of him, man. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was a lot less stressful of a day for him than it was for Eckler, who was 14 carries for 39 yards. The only reason why his day was saved is because he had nine of 10, uh, nine catches on 10 targets for 55 yards towards, you know, the the second half, like the, the end of the third, early fourth um, to save his day. But yes, yeah, CH had a, had a pretty stress-free, you know, he had a couple of nice runs, Um you know, but yeah, it was guys like Justin Watson that was pretty pretty surprising. He had he had a touchdown. He was only two uh, catches on two targets for fifty yards, but he had that long touchdown. He had thirteen fantasy points, and then uh, guys like Juju, MVS, Hardman, Sky Moore. I mean, it goes right into what we were talking about with Juju. You know, when, last week when we were talking about him, you just can't trust those guys. You can't at all. It's it's Russian roulette with those guys. Uh, the Justin Watson thing is, dude. I'm looking at my phone. Who the hell is that guy? Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know Eckler, his his day was saved by them losing. They had to throw it to him a ton down the stretch. He really should have went ten for ten receiving. The one pass that he dropped, it was right in his hands. Oh. But he ended up saving your day though. Yeah, fourteen for thirty nine. It's similar to last week, and it. I, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm concerned about the you know the efficiency of his running. I mean, it, Josh Kelly, he seemed to run pretty good. Sony Michelle had a couple of you know decent little runs in there, but um. Yeah, I'm, I, I, 14 for 39, you expect a lot better out of Eck, but he does have that that higher floor because of the receiving upside. So, you know, when you come away with 18.4 fantasy points and you felt like he had a bad day, I mean, I guess you really can't complain about that, right? Yeah, and more concerning, early in the first half is the goal line work went to uh, Sony Michelle and, yep. and uh, Josh Kelly. So you hate to see that, man. You want to see him in there pounding it for those easy touchdowns, but it didn't happen. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm I'm a little concerned with Eckler, just you know, as far as the rushing side of it. I'm not concerned with the with the reception side of it. I think that's always going to be a mainstay of his game. But as far as the running side, you know, it's a little concerning. But again, it's it's early in the season. You know, maybe just you know, it's going to take him a little bit longer to get warmed up. I, I don't know, but just a little something to keep my eye on for right now. But uh, yeah, man. So that was that's pretty much it for last night. I mean, you got anything else you want to add? Uh, it'll get better for Eckler, though. I mean, his opponents are going to drop off really So He has Jacksonville next week, next week and then Houston after that. So nice. he'll he'll have some bounce-back opportunities. I'm not too worried. Let's All get right. into the schedule. Let's do it, man. Let's dive right into the uh, the Dolphins at the Ravens, buddy boy. What do you see with that game coming on? All right. So currently this game is uh, Miami favored by three and a half. And over under a 43 and a half. I actually like or I'm sorry, Ravens favored by three and a half. I actually like Miami to cover this spread. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they won the game. I think it could uh let's see, barely going over the over. Uh okay. say it being 24-21 game. For my Dolphins, I'm starting my guys. Baltimore's secondary is still kind of sketchy. I'm starting. If you got Tyreek, you're starting them. Waddle, yep. you're starting them. Mm-hmm. Gaseki, no, you're not starting a tight end for Miami. This isn't no. here. Uh, Chase Edmonds, very confident. I'm starting him. I look at how the Jets running backs were able to get a ton of work receiving, and they found some holes rushing as well. So I, I think this could be a big game for Edmonds. 
on the Baltimore side of the ball, Andrews, he's locked in. Lamar, man, eh, I'm not as high as on him this year, on in this game in particular. Right. But you're still starting him. Bateman, I'm starting him. Duvernay is a man, he's a wait and see guy for me. What you think? Yeah, I'm definitely waiting to see with uh Duvernay. Uh Bateman, I would love to start him. Um, you know, as far as you know, Andrews, absolutely. Lamar Jackson, he's in there. Uh JK Dobbins, I think, may make his return this week. Would you start him over somebody like Jeff Wilson? Uh no, I would not. Uh okay. I wouldn't. No, Dobbins. I gotta wait and see. He he could very well be on a pitch count, and I don't want to. I don't want to deal with that. Miami's got yeah. a great defense anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. How about uh, if you have somebody like Rashad Bateman? Are you starting him over a concerning CD Lamb? I am all day and night. Uh, I like it. Quarterback, more opportunities. Uh, yeah, give me Bateman over over CD. Uh, it just. A better, a better target in general. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a good spot to be. And uh, yeah, Tua, I think Tua is going to have a nice game. I think you know, as long as he takes care of the football, I think that you know, he should have somewhere between you know, two hundred and twenty and two hundred and sixty yards, uh, a couple of touchdowns. You know what I mean? I think Edmonds probably will have a receiving touchdown instead of a rushing touchdown. Um. And don't be surprised if uh, you f- if you see Raheem Mostert get in the end zone this week um, as just a little a little something that uh, Coach That's Mike McDaniel's you, you know just he might just say hey listen we're going on Mostert get in there and drive it in yeah yeah I like it you know but uh, all right cool so uh, you got you got the Ravens taking that game or you got Dolphins no I got Miami uh, I I got Miami covering the three and a half I actually think Miami could win that game but I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go Miami money line I'll just take the uh, free money there take the points Miami covers and just get out of there I like it I I, I like Miami winning that game yeah I could um, definitely see that Miami plays them tough every year you see they upset them last year also so yeah it's possible yeah. I like it man I like it all right so we touched on that let's get into the uh the Jets at the Browns all right so we got Cleveland favorite by six and a half over under a 39 and a half Mm, unfortunately lovely. i see my browns winning it but i think six and a half is just too many yeah. uh i think my browns every game we win it's gonna be within that six to three point area you know field goal for the win i think our defense feast but i think there's a low scoring game i think it goes under that 39 and a half i see 17 13 somewhere in that wheelhouse i think it's a big day for the browns backfield I think it's a rough day for Joe Flacco. I think he's on his back a lot. What do you think? I, I'm, I'm echoing that sentiment, my man. I definitely think that uh, the Jets are going to have a full boat of issues with that Cleveland Browns defense. And to be honest, I know the Jets defense isn't – you know they're no slouches at all, but um, I think that this is a perfect opportunity for the Browns to really, you know d- – Find that groove here. You know what I mean? As far as, you know, your offense is concerned, I think, like, you know, like you said, the, the run game's already established. But as far as the uh, the aerial attack, I think that this is something where you could see somebody like David and Joku uh, be a little bit more involved. Maybe, you know, maybe, uh, you know, Cooper gets a, a couple more receptions. I think they'll try to they'll try to click in if they get a decent little lead on the Jets early. So, uh, yeah, I like I like what you're thinking. You know, 17-13. 17-10, you know, yeah, something like that. I mean, I don't think Flacco's going to be doing much. Yeah, in this game, on the Jets' side of the ball, I have, uh, I'm starting Elijah Moore. 
in a really, really bad pinch, I'll go Garrett Wilson. Uh, the backfield, if you got Michael Carter, I mean, and you're you locked in, you, you got to start. I don't think he's going to have a good game at all. Brown's defense is tremendous. Yeah. Brown side of the ball, it's easy. That backfield, I'm starting them both. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, they're going to eat. I'm starting them this week over guys like Kamara. I did not like the usage I saw to him. Yeah. The rib injury as well. He's not practicing right now. He said he's going to play, but he could easily be on a pitch count. So, yeah. My guys in Cleveland, they got the start. And Joku, if I'm in a tough spot, I'll start him as well. Browns defense, if you're in the league that has DSD, fire them up. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to have a nice day. I mean, I think that Ward will probably be covering Elijah Moore. Um, we could have some Buckeye on Buckeye, put him on Garrett Wilson, you know. <laughs> I Honestly, I think Garrett Wilson, it's either going to be him or somebody like Corey Davis. And Corey Davis, I mean, he's trying to, you know, res- resurrect himself this year. But um, I think Garrett Wilson could, could have a, a really nice day if, uh, you know, they're down and Flacco has to air it out. I mean, whoever Ward covers, I mean, Elijah Moore's gifted, but – Ward is is fantastic. He's he's just one of those special guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, Jets are gonna have to throw the ball around. Definitely, uh, you know, you want to start Elijah Moore. Go ahead. Um, other than that, I, I mean, you know, if I'm sure you, where you drafted Brees Hall, you probably feel compelled to start him as well. But um, yeah, it's gonna be a tough day for the Jets. Uh, so, I mean, I don't really have much, too much else to offer for that for that matchup this weekend. Let's move on. What's next? All right, let's get into a Commanders at Lions. It's going to be a good game. This is a game that I'm starting a lot of pieces in. I think this one could be end up being a shootout, man. We got two teams that are really underrated, but they both have a ton of weapons. Commanders are yeah. two-and-a-half-point uh, underdog in this game, over wow. under a 48-and-a-half. And I think it could get – I think it can get over that 48-and-a-half. I think we can get it to, you know – 28-31, three-point game. So, I got to take the commanders. I think it'll be, you know, uh, I think they get it done late. I think they get it done late. I think Carson Wentz is just a better quarterback. And he's got slightly more weapons. Yeah. So, I'm going with uh, the commanders. What do you think? That's interesting. I'm Honestly, I've, I've been kind of going back and forth with this matchup. And, you know, I think that with how the Lions, how tough the Lions played Philly, I think that they can pull this game off. I think they, t- they can take the W here. And uh, I think that, you know, the thing that sunk them last week was Jalen Hurts' mobility. Yes. Um, Carson Wentz does not run like Jalen Hurts. So I think that if you take that part away, you know, they, that's, that's a huge thing that the Lions don't have to worry about. They're going to actually, you know, like – I mean, the commanders played the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. Um, Jacksonville played them tough. And, you know, there was a couple of uh, moments in the game where, where Jacksonville actually could have taken a pretty pretty decent lead on them and, you know, forced Carson Wentz to do more. But he didn't have to do more. Um, his players took care of it for him. So if this weekend Carson Wentz is asked to go out there and win the game mm-hmm. – um, I don't think that I don't think that that he's going to be able to do it, even though I want him to be able to do it because I'm, you know, I'm actually strongly considering to you know start him in a in a league that I'm in. But um, I think the Lions pulled this game out, but I do think that that the over is hit. Definitely, 
Let's see. On the Washington side of the ball, I'm starting all my guys. I got Wentz. I think he is a great replacement for Dak if you're going through that debacle. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Perry starting him. Gibson, I think, is a smash start. I think he does really well this week. Yeah. Um, Jahan Donson, if I'm in a pinch. I think Curtis, Curtis Samuel is a good start this week. He gets a lot of work in the backfield. While he's healthy, right? Yeah, you got to use him while he's healthy, man. He gets a lot of targets. They do reverses with him. They get him involved a bunch of different ways. And all the, the points that J.D. McKissick used to steal from Gibson in previous years, I think Curtis could be the guy stealing those points this year. Uh, for the Lions, I think golf is a really good start if if you're one of those guys that was shopping around because you got to deal with Dak and somebody already got wins. I think golf could be a good replacement for that too. I like yeah, it. Very swift, starting them. Amon Ra, he's locked in your lineup also. Yeah. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, eh, if you don't have anybody else, yeah, you're starting them, but I'm a little down on him this year. What you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm with all that. Um, Hawkinson, yeah, I mean – Amon Ra, he's he's the safety blanket now. You know, Hawkinson yeah. was the safety blanket, but he how you're going to be injured that much. What do you expect your quarterback to do? Exactly. He's got to find a new one. You know, that's that. You know what I mean? Like, Hawkinson, you are a very gifted, talented, physical tight end. Um, You remind me of like a, you know, of a, a George Kittle-esque type of player, but you are never, ever healthy. And uh, something's always nagging you. And you also have the ability to disappear even when you are healthy. So, yeah, I like that. I like that with uh, with Hawkinson right there. But yeah, Swift, he's taking a couple of days off in practice because he has a sore ankle. It's nothing to worry about. I'm not worried about it at all. But I am concerned. People need to understand that DeAndre Swift's ceiling is not nearly as high as some people think. Jamal Williams gets the red zone goal line work. Yeah, and he looks good. He hammers it in there. Uh, and he's safe with the ball. He covers it up. There's right. no risk of fumbling. So the coaches are going to trust that. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. You're always starting. You're always starting Swift, but Jamal Williams should be in your like if you if you just lost a running back or you know you're having problems, you know if if for any reason the Lions are on the goal line, it's Jamal Williams that's going to get that carry. So yeah, it's I mean, definitely borderline uh, flex consideration, especially in deeper leagues. You got some people playing in sixteen team leagues, and, and Jamal Williams definitely shouldn't be on the waiver wire. Yeah, you can do a lot worse than Jamal Williams. So he should definitely be, you know, considered. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, the commander side of the ball, like you said, Gibson, uh, McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, um, Dotson, if, if you're if you know, if you're in a deeper league um, or you're suffering injuries, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm with all that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so you got the commanders taking that and I got the Lions taking it. Yeah, yep. I like that a lot, actually, because it's going to be a great game. So I see it going both, you know, possibility of it going both ways. So, um, all right, let's get into the uh, the Colts at the Jaguars. Let's hear your thoughts. All right, Colts four point favorite over under currently at forty five points. Uh, I think Colts get it done. I think yeah. they cover that. I think they win maybe by seven. I say twenty seven to twenty game. So that barely going over. Uh, Coach side of the ball, JT, he's locked in your lineup. Pittman is a strong lock in your lineup. He could end up easily being top five receiver when it's all said and done this year. Sure. Yep. Matt Ryan, he should definitely have a bounce back game. Uh, and that's it. That's it for them. Jag side of the ball gets a little more interesting. T-Law, low QB2 consideration for me. I'm yeah. not really starting them unless I'm in a two QB league or I just absolutely have to. Um, James Robinson and ETN, how do you feel about those guys? 
I think James Robinson is going to have a pretty tough day on the ground. Um, just, I mean, it's the Colts defense. Um, they're always stingy. So I think he's going to have a tough day on the ground. I think ATN is definitely going to have um, – I think he'll have a similar day to what he had except minus the drop of the touchdown. I mean, if, you know, you, you mentioned a very, very valid point yesterday um, when we were talking. You know, if, if he doesn't drop that touchdown – or both, you know, if, if T-Law puts that first pass on him, I mean, we're talking he, he's in RB1 to RB3 cat, you know, uh, tier for the week. Yeah, so with, with all that being said, you know, the Colts defense, the only lineup lock I have on the Jaguar side of the ball is Christian Kirk. Yeah. He gets a ton of volume. T-Law trusts him. They got a great bond. Uh, and he's locked in for – it feels like eight catches a game at this point. What you think? He is phenomenal. He, you can tell he already has the trust of Trevor Lawrence. So, um, yeah. I mean, if I have Christian Kirk on my team, I'm I'm starting him over CD Lamb this week. If 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 he's on my squad, definitely without a without a doubt, I'm yeah. starting him for Brandon Cooks. Also, he's got a tougher matchup this week. I There's like a lot it. of guys that I'll take Christian Kirk over right now, and Mike Evans. You know, Christian Kirk. I, you know who he's reminding me of? Who? He's reminding me of Amon Ra. Definitely. I can see that comparison. Right? I mean, it's like yeah. a waddle, Amon Ra. You know, it's like that's that's that like super duper, you know, slot receiver that's just I mean, he's he's the safety guy. It's like no matter what you, you're gonna throw to him, it's gonna be a, a much better chance that he's gonna catch it than anybody else on your team. Yeah, just a just not as sexy, you know. So if there yeah. is a guy that in your league that has Christian Kirk and he's not as high on him as you are, you can send him a sneaky trade. Uh, that could definitely be your way of getting out of holding the CD Lamb bag this year. Man, Christian Kirk, I, I honestly like game one really did you know say a lot because there was, I mean, uh, Zay Jones got quite a few targets. Marvin Jones did not get many targets, and usually that's the guy that mm-hmm. T Law would go to. So to see it was that it was Kirk. Um, Really, really, um, you know, really nice to see. Really uh, compelling to see that. I'm, I'm, I, have, I have high expectations with Kirk going forward. You see Colts covering and uh, having a pretty easy day there, huh? Yeah, I do. I do. And they, they owe him one. They got revenge on their mind right now from what happened. All they had to do was beat Jackson to make it in the playoffs, and Carson Wentz choked it. Oh yeah, that was that was tough to see. But uh, all right, let's get into the uh, the Buccaneers at the Saints. Should be a pretty good game. I think this one actually could be upset alert. Uh, Jameis looked really, really shaky last week in the first half, but they got it together. And Tampa Bay has just too many holes right now. They're missing receivers. Old line is very shaky. And we know the Saints D-line, they they get after it. So Tampa Bay is favored by three, over under 44. I think we can come in under that 44 point. And I think the Saints cover it. I think they can actually win this game, but – I'll take them covering the three. Uh, and there's a lot of players I'm worried about this game. I'm not starting a lot. I'm even worried about Tom Brady. So, well, what do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, I'm worried about Leonard Fournette having a, an, an early exit. I'm worried about Alvin Kamara having an early exit. I am not too uh, – I mean, Julio Jones, he's healthy. He didn't practice all week because he's old as dirt at this stage of the game. But he's going to be there. He's going to be heavily involved. Mike Evans is hurting. So I think this game could be pretty ugly because both defenses are playing well. And, you know, both offenses aren't clicking on all cylinders. I know Michael Thomas had a hell of a week last week, but 
Um, you know, I, 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 I don't see, I don't see them hitting the over here. Forty-four points. I, I see it being under forty-four points. I see it being a disgusting kind of game, and uh, there being a lot of field goals in this game. Yeah, I see a lot of field goals and a lot of punts this game. Uh, on the Tampa Bay side of the ball, uh, if you got a better option, if you, even Carson Wentz, I'd start him over Tom Brady this week. Bro, Michael. that's spicy, and I like it. Yeah, man, Mike Evans. We know how that goes when he goes against Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore normally gets the best of him. Yep, and he's hurt himself. And he's already – exactly. He's already hurt. Only receiving option I'm starting for Tampa this week is Julio. And he's a, you know, good flex consideration. I think yeah. he gets a lot of targets. And I think they, they get him involved in those reverses now. So, that's good. pretty safe flex. Yeah. He looks good too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm starting Lenny. Uh, he's been running well. He's going to get a lot of check downs because the D-line is going to be on time. He's going to have to get it out. As long as he can stay in the game, he'll have a decent day. Uh, Saints side of the ball, Michael Thomas, I'm starting him. Uh, even Garrett uh, – not Garrett, Jarvis Landry. He's yeah. in flex. He gets a lot of targets. Chris Olave is wait and see right now. Uh, and I'm very torn with Kamara. Right now in a lineup I set. Kamara over guys like Chase Edmonds. So what do you think about that? Um, first and foremost, I want to say that if you do own Leonard Fournette, you need to get to the waiver wire. I shouldn't say you need to, but you should go to the waiver wire and check to see if Rashad White is available. Definitely. Um, you know, that's that's that should be your very first thought if you are starting Leonard Fournette this week, just in case for next week, um, something does happen, you know, to Lenny. So um that's number one. But for the Saints, um, I think Jarvis is going to be peppered with targets this week. Yes. I think that that Carlton Davis, right? That's the that's the cornerback to the to the Bucks. Yeah. He's going to be I think he's going to be locked up on uh, Michael Thomas and I think that, you know, that's going to be that for the most part. I mean, they're probably move trying to move Michael Thomas all over the place to try to get, you know, get away from him, but um yeah, I I, I mean it's just there's there's a lot of pieces in this game, you know, a lot of fantasy relevant pieces, but a lot of them are banged up. So, you know, it, it's just kind of gross. Uh, you know, I saw somebody pick up Mark Ingram. I saw a lot of people pick up Taysom Hill. Um, I don't I don't even think that Taysom. I think that if they're going to run Taysom Hill on the goal line and they're going to do this, I don't even think he's going to last. He's getting older. He doesn't look like he wants to be as physical anymore. So, you and know, he's just as banged up as Kamara at this point. Yeah, uh, all the running backs are banged up, right? All of them. One thing I will hit on briefly, um, the Chris Godwin owners, you put your feelers out. You might be able to acquire him really cheap. I actually got him in a league. Somebody dropped him for DeAndre Carter. Some people just look at the stat lines. They look at what guy went off, who got the touchdowns, and, you know, they make stupid decisions like that. So check on Godwin. Maybe they didn't drop him, but – you might be able to get them for somebody that you're willing to get rid of anyway. You know what I mean? That's listen. You picking up Godwin off of waivers is the scoop of the century. Definitely, and this is in a league where I lost Elijah Mitchell, Dak Prescott, and I got Alvin Kamara. That is uh, questionable. So I'm going to need a bit of flexibility there because I'm gonna, I'm going to have to make some trades soon. Bro, I'm going to help with that. 
absolute humongous and the injury was not nearly as bad as what we suspected or more more so what I suspected because he came out quick he did not look happy um and it's just a, a pretty much a, a I think they said a hamstring strain or something like that right so um he should be back sooner than later and they're going to be needing to throw the ball um so yeah man I definitely I would I love that definitely send the fields out for Godwin um you know, I mean, I'm not Russell Gage not starting. Um, you know, that's I think he touched on it. I mean, just be very careful with Mike Evans too this week. I mean, if you do have somebody else, um, you know, I mean, you got to start Mike Evans, but it could yeah, if be. If you got a Christian tricky. Kirk, I'd easily play Kirk over him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, don't don't feel like you you have to start Evans if you do have some of those other you know if you have a stud on the bench that you know you know, like somebody would you start Gabriel Davis over Mike Evans for sure yeah so I mean a lot of guys got Davis late so um just keep that in mind just follow the reports and all that kind of stuff I like it though and uh you have you have uh you have the Saints winning this game you think huh uh yeah I got them covering I think it'll be one two three game you know points game I think it'll be within that spread Okay. So I got the Saints covering. I think they can actually pull it out, though. I think Tampa's going to be in trouble until they get their O-line situation figured out. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, all right, man, let's get into the uh, the Panthers at the Giants, a game I would definitely be interested in looking at. This is an ugly one, right? So your Giants are favored by two uh, over under a 43 and a half. Let's go. Yeah, man. And uh, you know who you're starting this one, Saquon, McCaffrey. They're locked in. Yep. Um, I think you got much better receiving options on uh, maybe on your bench or on your flex and a lot of these guys. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, they should get their targets, but it's a very low quality of target coming from Baker. Yeah. They haven't meshed well. Baker just flat out missed. He'll go right over the, the receiver and send it to the safety. So you They show it every game. After yeah, every he, game, they show his misses from the aerial view every game. It is just – these are awful misses. These are misses you don't see college quarterbacks making. Yeah. So, uh, definitely fading those guys if I have the luxury. Um, I'm not starting to tight end in Car- uh, Carolina either or New York for that matter. Yeah. Uh, Sterling Shepard, low end, I'd say wide receiver three. But, uh, you know, locked in the lineup is McCaffrey, Saquon. That's about it, man. What you think? Yeah, I'm not starting any – New York wide receivers, um, starting one wide receiver from Carolina. That's DJ Moore. Um, yeah, running back CMC for sure. Barkley for sure. Uh, I don't think that this is the week that Kadarius Tony breaks out. Um, I don't even see that coming for a few weeks, to be honest. Maybe. So maybe what are you week doing four? with him? What are you? Are you holding him on your on your bench? Yeah. Uh, are you dropping them? Okay, so you're holding them. Yeah, I'm gonna hold him um just because of the talent. I mean, you saw what he did in just two touches um in the one game. Obviously, he's he's you know, he's messing around uh mentally. I don't know if like he thinks he can just skirt practice and not play, or if he's really dealing with a hamstring injury that they showed the trainer working on his hamstring uh early in the third quarter. It is hard to say he has a hamstring injury when you see him do what he did in those two plays. Yeah, he came into the game and did what he did after getting his hamstring worked out. So, I mean, honestly, man, it's just – it's really tough because I'm a huge fan of his. You know what I mean? I mean, I I own the the guy's jersey for crying out loud. But, um, 
you know, I just you can't start any of the 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 New York Giants pass catchers. Not even Sterling Shepard. I, I, honestly, I I want to. He's got to play four or five weeks without injury for me to feel confident to start him. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's just I'm, he's getting older. I, even that that long touchdown that Daniel Jones threw him, he wasn't. He, it wasn't lightning speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in so, this one, I got Giants covering this pretty easily, honestly. Uh, Giants minus two. I think they win by a field goal or more easily. Uh, I like the sick. under in this game. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game at all. Carolina has a lot of trouble moving the ball, and Giants defense is really tough. Uh, I think Giants get it done 21-10. 21-10 Giants. I love it. We'll just leave it right there because I don't want to say anything. 21-10 Giants. We're leaving it there. Yes, sir. Um, all right, let's get into Patriots at the Steelers. Another gross, disgusting game I really don't want to watch. Yeah, it's hard. It would be really hard to take over in any Patriots game, given their offense right now. Uh, New England is actually favored by two. I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't either, man. They have a really tough time getting a first down. Uh, their defense is still amazing, but they're going against another great defense. And with their offensive woes, I think Steelers – Defense is a smash this week. Najee, if you have him, you draft him early. You got to play him. Yeah. I'm really low on him this week. I don't think he'll have a great game. Definitely not touching him in DFS. Uh, only people I'm starting, defense. Uh, I got I got the Steelers covering. I got them actually winning this game. I think they win this game. But if you're giving me a safe bet you want to do this week, is New England – is minus two, so I'm gonna take the Steelers, move it up a point, get the Steelers plus three, and that should be a lock. That should be Lock City right there. Uh, I got that going under the forty and a half, um, and you know, turn the page on this. One. I'm not starting anybody but Najee. Yeah, um, I'm starting Deontay Johnson a bit reluctantly. I actually made that decision last night. I was actually gonna put Josh Palmer in over Deontay Johnson, but the Patriots secondary. Um, I like watch you know watch the the uh, the game from them and and Miami just watch like some highlights of it or whatever and the Patriots secondary is not very good. Um, so you know if if for any reason Mitch can you know if they can get him a little bit of time you know I I think Deontay could slice them up. I think that Pickens they said that they're gonna get Pickens more involved. I you know Pat Frymuth we're gonna get into him later. I think he's gonna have a nice game. Um, you know I, I can see the Steelers. Uh, taking this, I, I see the Steelers taking it, and I see them, I see them putting up between eighteen and twenty-four points on the Patriots. So, uh, the under, it's going to be close. Uh, you know, can the Patriots get some points together? Mac Jones is kind of hurting. They're, I mean, their offensive weapons. I mean, there's, there, there, there's not really any offensive weapons for the Patriots, to be honest. I mean, Mondre, he's, he's not getting as much work as we like. So. Uh, Damian Harris. I mean, are you starting Damian Harris anywhere? Uh, I'm starting Damian Harris and Ramondre in a pinch. If you're one of those guys, and let's say close to game time, we see AK is out tomorrow, then and this is what you got. Then I, I feel confident they'll get some. It's going to be a little bit better than usual, just because uh, TJ Watt is going to be out. Yeah, it's going to be a rough game. Let me ask you this: Are you starting Damian Harris or? James Robinson. Jesus, that is tough. Um, I I guess I'd narrowly go Harris just because we know if they do get a goal line opportunity, he'll get it. Uh, James Robinson, 
you know, it could turn out to be the ETN show, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough line. That is definitely tough. What you think? Um. Yeah. I, honestly, like, I mean, I guess it's kind of like one of those like flip a quarter type of things, right? But yeah. um, you know, I, I guess I see. I, I like. I think the Steelers' defense is better than the Colts' defense, so I'd probably lean J. Rob. But I mean, I'm. I wouldn't. You know, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't call you a Momo if you went with Damian Harris. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, I could definitely see because they will throw it to J. Rob too. So that yeah. that's tough. I, maybe slightly James Robinson, but it it's is. It's a tough line. Yeah. You know, that's that's the kind of, that's the spot where I was thinking, I'm like, geez, like, you know, I was thinking about a lot of running backs and they were, it was pretty easy. But then I came across Damian Harris and James Robinson. And I'm like, that's a that's a tough line right there. I, I really don't know. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, man. Honestly, that that game. I hope that the, the Steelers take care of business. Hope Deontay, you know, is is looking all right as well. I have a, a couple pieces of him in a couple of different leagues. So, um, as far as, I mean, just real quick, Patriots offense for the season. You don't, you don't, you don't really see them doing much this season, right? No, no. I, there's not a single receiving option that I would start for this team. Not even Hunter Henry. Yeah. All right. I just, you know, just to just we're just going to make that nice and clear, you know, the thoughts on the Patriots offense this season, because it's just not something that you really want to have too many pieces of. You know what I mean? Yes. And and dynasty wise, if you're a Mac Jones owner, I would not be against trading him for, uh, you know, Davis Mills. If you could get him like anything, I'm I'm willing to let him go. How about picks? I'll even trade him for picks. Definitely, you know, definitely. especially if you can get the guy that you know has the worst team in your league, and they can end up getting the one hundred one or one hundred two when it's all said and done. I do that immediately. Right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just, it's a quarterback. You know, if you're in a dynasty, especially a two two uh, quarterback dynasty league, I, I love that advice right there. I would definitely uh, soak that up for sure. Um, all right, let's move on to the to the next game. Let's get into the, the Falcons at the Rams. All right, so we got. Rams favored by 10 and a half over under 47 and a half. And I like the Falcons to cover. You give me that hook. I'm taking it every time. Give me 10 and a half. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Give me all of those. I'm eating that up. I I don't think it'll be a really high scoring game. I've got it coming in under that 47 and a half. I got Rams taking it 27, 20, 27, 20. All right. So you think the Falcons are going to make it a pretty competitive game then? Yeah, I think they'll be competitive. Actually, I'd start Drake London over Mike Evans this week. Wow. They're going to have to throw it a lot, man. Listen, I, honestly, like, Jalen Ramsey has lost a step. I, yeah. I think that he's the one that's going to be guarding um, Drake London because we – I mean, we both know that Jalen Ramsey, I don't think he can he can hang with Kyle Pitts. Not at all. You know, so I think that, yeah, honestly, Drake London, he's not known for his separation. He's known for his strength in his hands and, you know, the fact that he's a big target. Um, you know, yeah, man, I think Drake London's a smash start this week for sure. Yeah, so on the Atlanta side of the ball, Drake London, I'm starting them. Kyle Pitts, I'm starting them. Cordell Patterson, I'll start them. They they get enough volume to hold that down. Uh, Mariota, he's uh low, you know, he's I say high end QB two. He's got a decent rushing floor, so that should save him regardless. Yeah. Uh, Ram side of the ball, Cooper Cup, you already know he's locked in. Yep. Matthew Stafford, he's he's a good start this week. My favorite start on the Rams side of the ball is Henderson. I knew you was going to say him. I have a good amount of Henderson stock, and I think he blows up this week. I think it's his game to take over. Yeah, man, his projection is through the roof this week. I think he's projected at like 16 points uh, for the week. 
Um, you know, that's that's an interesting an interesting uh, uh, line right there because I was wondering, um, you know, because I, I don't think sixteen's a, a quite a high projection for him, especially if we if we don't know what Cam Maker's role is going to be. Like, I mean, um, I can't see McVeigh sitting him too much this week. I think that you know the Falcons is a really nice matchup to try to get you know both Henderson and Acres really ripping. So, you know, I think that's, I think Henderson definitely going to get a, a lot of work. I think he'll end up around, you know, around that 15 point mark. Um, but when it comes to the Falcons, I mean, let me ask you this, uh, you know, are you starting Cordell Patterson or somebody like Daryl Henderson? Oh, that is really close. I will uh, narrowly Cordell just because he's going to get a, a ton of targets. Yeah, and Damian Williams is still hurt, so he he'll get whatever goal line. There's, you know, he's going to get. It. He is their number one right now. Cordaro uh, or Hunt? Ooh, that is another tough one. Very close, but I'll go Cordaro by a nose. Cordaro by a nose. Yeah, honestly, the, those those three players for me, I it's 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 really really difficult to uh, to draw the lines between them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think all three of those players are smash starts this week. I have all three of them in a different lineup this week. Now, you've got the line, uh, Henderson's line right there, 16 and a half. Honestly, I'd be surprised if he doesn't go over that. Really? Yeah, I think he gets 20 easily this week, unless it is just a route early. That's the only way he won't hit it. Okay, so do you have – what's your expectations for Allen Robinson? Uh, He's still in my doghouse. Yeah. Yeah, he's still yeah. in my doghouse. He can't create any separation. And Matthew Stafford, uh, you know, you got to be able to create some separation for him to feel comfortable going to you. Yeah, no, for sure, 100%. Um, I think, like you said, Mariota has a pretty good rushing floor. Um, you know, if you were in a pinch, uh, who are you going with, Matt Ryan or Mariota? Uh, going Mariota, my nose. I like it. I think I would do the exact same thing. All right, so you got the Falcons uh, covering inside of that gigantic 10.5-point spread. Um, the over-under is at 46.5, and, and you have the under hitting there? Yeah, just narrowly. Uh, well, if you bet it earlier, it was at 47.5, so I got it by half a point. I had it at 27.20. Oh, 27.20, right. Okay. Yeah, but if it's 46.5, then just over by half just a over. point. Okay. But I, I still lean under because I think that could be a 27-20 game. I do. Then you're getting at 10.5 points, you still cover regardless. So Yeah, it could be a couple of turnovers in that game as well. So, yeah, um, yeah it could get a little bit sloppy. I think Stafford, he, he has to have a bounce-back game this week. I think that uh, I think that Cup is, is going to go off again. And I think that, you know, Stafford against the Falcons, not the greatest defense. You should pencil him in uh, for, you know, two and a half touchdowns, about 285, probably a pick, but right, something like that. But uh, all right, let's get into the Seahawks at the Niners. I'll be watching this for somebody in particular, but I'd love to hear your thoughts first. Go ahead. All right, so Seahawks are getting eight and a half currently over under of 40 points. This is a very difficult game to bet because there's a lot of pieces on each side. It's just so many question marks, Trey Lance being the biggest one. I like the points in this game. You're going to give me Seattle in that defense versus a young Trey Lance. I'm taking eight and a half every day. I think it, it'll mm. be right within that touchdown mark. I think San Fran get it done, but I don't think they can blow out anybody right now. They got a ways to come. Rashad okay. Penny uh, and DK, 
the only two guys I'm starting for Seattle. Yeah. The Niners, I will start Trey just because of the rushing floor, but it's not a smash for me. It just isn't yet. Uh, Debo, he's locked in. Jeff Wilson is a great sneaky start. If you've lost uh, Elijah Mitchell, I hope you got him. Yeah. And Ayuk, uh, I think he could bounce back. I think he could have a good game, man. What you think? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm definitely going to be paying attention to that 49ers offense. Um, they're going to be having Debo run the ball more from what I read uh, this week. So I'm sure that the – I'm kind of thinking – this is my theory. If Debo Samuel is going to run the ball more, I think Ayuk is way more in play as the guy through the air. I don't, I, I don't see Debo being their only horse in the, in, the, in the race. You know what I mean? I think that they're going to have to uh, spread the ball around a little bit and, uh, you know, take all of that off of Debo. Not, you know, he's, I think he's going to be the guy, but, I mean, Ayuk for me is more in play knowing that Debo is going to be more of the running back, um, you know, splitting time with Wilson. So, you know, I, I like that idea, um, you, know, you know, as far as just, you know, Ayuk getting more involved. But, yeah, I'm, I'm still on a wait-and-see approach with, with Ayuk. I'm, I wouldn't start him this week. Um, you know, I would definitely keep him on my bench. I saw somebody in the league cut him. I think that's a little drastic. But, um, yeah, I think that – honestly, I think Trey has a great bounce-back week this week. I think that he runs all over the Seahawks because they just lost uh, Jamal Adams, right? So, yeah, um, yeah I think Trey Lance is going to have a nice game this week. I see the Niners cruising to victory relatively easily, and I think that uh, that they put up a lot of points to kind of – uh, quiet the critics that are just killing them after their loss to Chicago. I see the I see the over being hit, and I see the Seahawks being beaten by ten points. Nice. I uh, for all those reasons you laid out, I'm a lot more comfortable starting Ayuk this week. Yeah, I think he'll have uh, I think he'll have a, a lot of targets. It'll be a much cleaner game. They're not in a torrential downpour the whole game. Yeah, I think you know right now I would go with Ayuk easily over CD Lamb if you have. Ayuk and you have CD Lamb. I would definitely be starting Ayuk over CD Lamb this week, a hundred thousand percent. If you have somebody like uh, what about how about Hollywood? this? What about Hollywood? I'm starting Hollywood over Ayuk. How about this? Adam Thielen or Brandon Ayuk? Ayuk for me. Ayuk for you, huh? Ayuk for me, and I think that uh, Minnesota's going to have a that's going to be a, a a good game. That could be a shootout, and I, I still take Ayuk. I think he gets it done. Yeah, yeah, okay. I like it, man. I like it for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, 41, that's not, that's not too crazy. You know what I mean? Like if, if it doesn't rain, um, I mean, I don't, I don't really see the Seahawks putting up too much, too many points, but, uh, the 49ers, I can see them putting up 30 points. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, 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 if the running game isn't, you know, going nuts and Trey's on, you know, Trey happens to tap into it. Um, you're a lot higher on the 49ers than I am. Yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, I, the the weather last week, I know it's really – I mean, both teams played in it. You know what I mean? So, you know, but if you look at the, the offenses from both teams last week, I mean, it was just – it was just disgusting. So – It was. Um, it was you got to throw that one out. You just got to. Yeah. So, I'm going to – I am going to do that. I'm, I'm That's exactly what I'm going to do. And I'm going to say, all right, this is a good week for Trey to jump back on it. 49ers have a great defense. So, you know, let's see what happens. But, uh, all right, well, you know, we're, we're going to move on from that one to the, uh, to the Bengals at the Cowboys. This one, if you went on the waiver wire and you picked up the Bengals defense, this is the week to fire them up. I think they yeah. have a hell of a game. Uh, right now, Cincinnati is favored by seven with over under 42. I think they're going to smash that. I think Cincinnati alone 
could score 35 in this game. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I think it's an easy cover. I think they get it done. And if T. Higgins is out, he's still in concussion protocol currently, I think Hayden Hurst and Tyler Boyd could be really good starts this week. And uh, if T. Higgins is out, I would easily start Tyler Boyd over over C.D. Lamb on the other side of the ball. What you Tyler think? Boyd. Yeah, Tyler yeah, Boyd. Tyler, if, yeah. If, if no T. Higgins, yeah, man. Tyler Boyd, I love it. I think that was that's a great name to bring up. Um, he's very, very trusted by Joe Burrow. Yeah. yeah. Cowboys got a great D, but I think they are looking to make a statement after what they did in, uh, against Pittsburgh last week. Yeah. So, Joe Burrow, I think he's a great start. I think he goes bananas. Uh, Joe Mixon is a lot – you know, he's – it's going to be a riskier play. He should get the volume and, and be good for your team. But I don't think he'll have a blow-up game like last week. Cowboys' defensive front is, is just crazy. Yeah, I agree completely. I think that, uh, you know, when the Bengals beat the Cowboys, it'll be because Joe Burrow aired it out. He could throw for 400 yards this game. Yeah, this could definitely be one of those games. You know what I mean? So, you know, I like that. Um, the Cowboys, I'm concerned with every single piece to their entire puzzle. Um other than Schultz, I think Schultz is going to be spammed with targets. He's he he's humongous. He's fast. Um, you know he's he's cl- one of the closest guys to the to you know Cooper Rush. And Cooper Rush loves that. So um, yeah, I, I think Schultz is a smash start. Uh, you know I, I, he's the only one on the Cowboys that I would that I would feel comfortable starting. Um, you know Zeke, he's going to get his 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 carries, but if the Bengals start blowing him out, he's he, we're not going to see him in the second half. Yeah, yeah, you got a great point there. Uh Zeke, you may have to start him. What if you had you know, you started your your draft, you know, wide receiver heavy and you went Zeke and Elijah Mitchell as your first running backs, you know. Then yeah. a terrible position. You're gonna have to start Zeke. I wouldn't yep. have high expectations. Yep. Uh he'll you know he'll get the running work and Cooper Cooper Rush might check it down to him. So that would that, be awesome. That, that would be, be great. Quickly check it down to uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Let him go rumbling through some people. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just just don't make it too difficult for yourself, right? If you have a great playmaker, just give him the ball. Exactly. I got Bengals covering easy. I go 35 to 10, hitting that over. Wow. Yeah, honestly, you hit the nail on the head there, I think. I think that's ex- that's what we're looking at here. The Cowboys may squeak out to 17 points, um, you know, maybe uh, – Maybe the kid, uh, uh, what's his name, has a couple of uh, and you know, uh, long kick returns. Um, you know, Cavante Turpin, right? Right. Um, all right. You know what? That's that's enough of them right, for right there. I don't think that's going to be a very pretty game. But uh, let's go up to the Texans at the Broncos. All right. Texans are a 10-point dog in this one with an over-under 45-and-a-half. It's been bet up two points. There's been a ton of money coming in on the over. Yeah. And I think it still goes over. Yeah. Uh, I got Texans covering that 10 points, though. The young, scrappy team. Definitely. Davis Mills hangs around, and you, that could easily be a seven-point or three-point game. So, Texans side of the ball, I'm going to start Damian Pierce if I got him. I, I feel like he could be flex-worthy. I think they might try to get him mixed in a little bit more. Uh, everybody here, you know, giving him a bunch of crap about Rex Burkhead's use. Uh, Brandon Cooks, I think he's going to have a tough game this week against Patrick Sertan. But, you know, if you got C.D. Lamb also, I still start Brandon Cooks over C.D. Uh, Broncos, well, Russ, he's locked in. I think Judy and Sutton both have a pretty good game this week. 
I'm not opposed to starting Alvaro either. And both of those guys in the backfield, Javante and Melvin, they're both start worthy. What do you think? Yeah, so I think that for those that were pretty much out on Melvin Gordon, I think that they should feel pretty lucky to have him still remaining on their squads. You know what I mean? He's uh, he's definitely still going to be used. I know Javante went off last week and did his thing or whatever, but uh, Melvin still got a goal line touch or two. Um, you know, he had a couple, I think he had two receptions or something like that, and he still got a few carries. So and he still, still looks good, man. Yeah, yeah. He still, has a, he still has a little bit of a burst. He still has his little jump cut. Um, you know, he, absolutely. If you have him, you can flex him for sure. Um, I definitely see the Broncos trying to make this a statement game. Not going to happen. Not going to happen against the Texans. Texans are a much better team than, than people give them credit for. Much better coach team nowadays with Lovey Smith there. Um, you know, Damian Pierce, he definitely is going to get more work this week. Um, he has to be involved in the passing game. And I think they're going to try to give him a couple of, couple little uh, dump off looks type type of thing. So I'm looking forward to seeing that, but uh, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I see a lot of people picked up Rex Burkhead and are starting him. I, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not either. I'm not, either. he's just not a good back. Yeah. He's getting the opportunity and opportunity is king right now, Yeah, but eventually that will shift over to Damian Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. Second half of the season. That's when, Especially if they have a couple of wins, you know, if they if they have like three or four wins by the by the, the half season mark, I believe that that they owe it to the team to to really uh, commit to that switch. Definitely. You know what I mean? There's no real reason to keep Burkhead in there. You're gonna have another losing, you know, another losing season if if, if you don't have any wins by that point. I mean, it's gonna be really hard. So give the, give the, the the fans something to cheer for, something to come and watch, um, or not, or tank and go get yourself a. Another running back. I have no idea, but um, yeah. As far as the Texan side of the ball, Davis Mills, QB two, um, Brandon Cooks. You're starting him. Uh, Nico Collins. That's still a wait and see approach, I guess. I thought he was gonna have a good week one, but nope. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely gonna look at him this week. If he is gonna bounce back, this should be it. Patrick Sertan on Brandon Cooks should open up a lot of things for Nico. So I will be paying attention to that this week. Yep, I'm not expecting OJ Howard to have two touchdowns, but you never know. Crazier things have happened. So, but yeah, Broncos should take that game, uh, but not easily. Not easily by any by any stretch of the imagination. I can see that. I can see that game being a you know 27, 26 ish type of game. To be honest, you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, you know the Texans could put up points. I mean the Colts have a good defense, and the Texans were able to do their thing and. Um, the Broncos, that was just dog shit last week. So definitely Jeez. expect them to bounce back. Yeah, man. Let's get into the next one. This could be the most exciting game of the weekend. Bro, Cardinals at the Raiders. Uh, we're playing our pieces in this one. Yes. This one could definitely be a shootout. Um, Raiders are favored by five and a half over under 51 and a half. I got, I got the Raiders covering very, very it's going to be close. Okay. Five and a half is a lot in the NFL, but Arizona, they just, they don't look, they don't look right. They don't have it together right now. Uh, so I got Raiders covering that five and a half, maybe winning by six or seven. Could okay. be more though, uh, depending on how Kyler gets his stuff together. Yeah. Arizona side of the ball, James Conner, he's locked in your lineup. He gets the easy goal line. Uh, Hollywood, I think they're going to bounce back. Kyler said, you know what, my number one guy deserves 10-plus targets, and I think he's going to do that this week. Hollywood, I expect a big game out of him. 
Kyler, I'm starting them. Uh, that's it on that side of the ball. Raiders, I can't wait to watch Devontae obliterate this team. Oh, my goodness, yes. Derek Carr is a great option right now. If you were lucky enough to find Derek Carr on waivers or something, you lost Dak Prescott, you you should have this week locked up pretty good. Um, Josh Jacobs is scary right now, man, but I'm still starting him. Uh, okay. Darren Waller, Darren Waller should be a good start. This Arizona secondary is trash. So. Yeah. Other than that, man, uh, I got Raiders taking this one, thirty-five twenty-eight. Wow, a lot of points. Yeah, man, what you got? Yeah, like all that, I'm pretty much in agreement. I think that James Conner is going to have a bit of a tougher day than we think. That Raiders defensive line is disgusting. Um, you know, right? I mean, like they they. They shut down Eckler last week. Um, they they just reduced even like the receiving work. Like they reduced the the you know the running backs receiving work as well. So that was um, very impressive, man. Yeah, bro. So I mean, and and, and like what what do the Cardinals have? They got you know they got uh, Hollywood who should be spammed, and they got uh, Greg Dortch, who I saw was a big time waiver wire pickup this week from a lot of people. Um, they have I mean Ertz is a little banged up, but he did well last week. So. I think Rondell Moore, he's still not back at practice. They were they were hoping that he would get back into the game, but he's nowhere to be found. So um, I think the Raiders take this game pretty handily, honestly. Yeah. I do. I really do. I think that uh, I think that Derek Carr, I see four touchdowns, and I see three of them going to Devontae Adams and one of them going to Waller. That would be great, man. I, you know, this could be the year where they start uh... – you know, trying to get Cliff Kingsbury up out of there, man. I think that the Raiders, you know, kind of kind of beat the brakes off the Cardinals this week, and uh, you know, I'm concerned. I'm concerned a little bit for James Conner, but if they do get at the goal line, then yeah, he's the guy. So definitely. You know what? Let's get into this eight o'clock game. I'm kind of ticked off that the NFL they they could have did better with the schedule. The Arizona and the Raiders game could have been an eight twenty, but instead they chose Green Bay and the Bears. Yeah. You got Green Bay favored by 10, over-under sitting at 41.5. This is a tricky one. I am taking the Bears. Ooh. 10 points. That is You're a t- huge line. I think it's too much. I think uh, Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, I think they get back on track this week, man. What do you think? Okay. All right. So, I think Mooney's going to be having some trouble with Jair. But I also thought that Jair was going to do much better against Justin Jefferson. I didn't think that he was going to win against Justin Jefferson. I just didn't think he was going to allow the whole world to burn around him like that. That um, was impressive. <laughs> holy Christmas, right, dude? That was that. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's they say is the is the best corner in the league, and he was diced completely. So I think Mooney, you know, if Jair steps it up, Mooney is not on Justin Jefferson's level. So. Um, I'm a little concerned with him, but I think that that leaves Cole Komet to have a really, really big day. And I would love to see it. Yeah, man. He, he that was a tough game last week, and they 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 took Cole Komet away and the weather. So that I'm throwing that out. He gets a pass. I think he'll have a great week against the Packers this week. And uh, I think you know on the other side of the ball, Bob Tanya, and if he's healthy and he's ready to go, I think he's he's a, a you know a, a sneaky start this week. Um, Lazard, I don't know if he's going to be playing this week. And uh, the rookies, again, we watched Aaron Rodgers' face last weekend, and he was—he's just—he's venting to his coaches like 
where do you want me to throw it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It, he was very disappointed, but you know what? Aaron Rodgers does a lot of this to himself. Uh, Bears side of the ball, David Montgomery, I'm comfortable starting him. Sure. Um, Justin Fields, high-end QB2. Yeah. Darnell Mooney, I'm not as scared of Jair as a lot of people are. He's, I got him a good flex. Cole Komet, I think he's a smash start this week. Green Bay side of the ball. A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, they're both locked in. You're Boom, not- definitely 100%. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's locked in. I think he is going to try to torture the Bears and bounce back after the embarrassing loss. Yeah. Robert Tunyon, I think that's a good start as well. If Aaron, if Alan Lazard plays, I think he'll be a good start as well. If Lazard doesn't play, I'm even higher on Tunyon. How you feel, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly that. Exactly that, man. Seriously. I mean, the, the, the two running backs of the Packers, obviously they're the most important pieces there, uh, offense besides Aaron Rodgers. So um, if you have them, I mean, uh, A.J. Dillon is, is, is a very tricky. So I have uh, Alvin Kamara, but I have A.J. Dillon. So I have Alvin Kamara and I have Saquon Barkley as my two running backs, my RB1 and my RB2 on one team. And I have A.J. Dillon on the bench, and I'm saying to myself, like, let, let Alvin Kamara miss. I'll just throw A.J. Dillon in. That doesn't that help me a, in my other squad that I have AK, but I'm not worried. I think A.J. Dillon has a great day here. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd definitely be comfortable with that. Uh, I want to see Aaron Jones have a bounce-back game, though. I want to see him get more target. Yeah, definitely. You know, he needs that. And and not for nothing, like, he he's the – you know, A.J. Dillon, he catches the ball. We've seen that. He's awesome in every aspect of the game, but – um, Aaron Jones is quite the playmaker. And uh, last week, there was no plays made. And no. I, I figured, what, where's Aaron Jones? It just, he just wasn't heavily involved enough. I guess they just, you know, after the second half, or after the first half, they were just like, no, nah, you know what? You know, we're going to just uh, chill because this is not looking good. Yeah, man. And Monday night, this is what dreams are made of. <laughs> we got the double hitter. We got tight yeah. bills at 715. Yep. 8.30, we got the Vikings, the Eagles. Titans are a 10-point dog over under 48 and a half. And I just can't take uh, under with Buffalo Bills attached to it. I just can't. So I'll, I'll go ahead and hammer the over there narrowly. Yeah. Uh, I think Buffalo could just get destroyed. This Or uh, Titans get destroyed this game. Yeah. Uh, 10 points is a lot to throw. But I got Buffalo winning by 14, man. What you think? Um, yeah, Bills winning by two touchdowns. I know everybody's like, oh, Derrick Henry and the Titans, they always play the Bills so great. Derrick Henry always goes off no matter if they're the, you know, number one defense or whatever. Nah, man, not this year. Not this year. You know, what they did to the Rams last week was embarrassing, and the Titans aren't anywhere near the L.A. Rams. So, um, you know, maybe a little bit of a sloppy start in, like, the first quarter for both teams, but I find – the Bills to uh, find their stride and go nuts. Um, you know, I think that this is a this is a possible this game. I see Gabriel Davis possibly walking away with two touchdowns. Uh, Josh Allen running a touchdown or two in. You know what I mean? Like just kind of getting a little crazy. Yeah, I think uh, this could be the beginning. All right, if you guys listen to episode one or two, whatever that was, when I told you to take all the unders on the Ryan Tannehill prop bets. This is why. This is a slow start. They lost to the Giants. They're going to get blew out by Buffalo. Yeah. I think they get dismantled next week by the Raiders. And I think they lose to Indy also. This mm-hmm. is what I was talking about. Sooner than later, we could hear the Malik 
uh, Willis fans chirping in the ears, get the kid in the game, see yeah. if it's lost anyway. This is why. And I think it starts this week. I think Buffalo kills them. Uh, Tennessee side of the ball, only player that I'm playing is Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Phillips, if you're in trouble, he got a lot of targets. Uh, At least pick him up, right? At least pick him up on waivers if, you know, if he's available. Yeah. Yeah, he should he should be rostered in every league. That target share, he he's got to be rostered. He's going to have a game this season where he goes off. But that's it. Buffalo side of the ball, I'm playing them all. Uh, Devin Singletary, he's in the lineup. Even Zach Moss, if you're in really really trouble, then I I maybe flex him. But Diggs locked in. Allen could easily be QB one again this week. Yep. Um, Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, your guy, you just mentioned him, uh, Gabe Davis. Yeah. He's locked in. Only one I'm not high on is Dawson Knox. Uh, but, you know, if you're in trouble, I w- I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, I can see this one being uh, 35-17, hitting that over comfortably. Yeah, I-, I think Bills roll, man. I think they get it done easily. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that uh, keep an eye on Robert Woods this week. Um. I, I can't see them. I mean, they brought him in and, you know, I know last week there was just, there was nothing for him. Um, nothing but, at all. but uh, you know, the giants defense, especially the secondary is no joke. And, you know, the Bills secondary is, is also very, very good. Um, but I think that, I think that Robert Woods should, should be a little bit more involved this week. Um, you know, I, I have him coming away with like five or six catches for, you know, almost a buck, something like that, to be honest. Yeah, man. Let's transition, man. Monday night game. This is going to be fireworks. Can't wait. So the Vikings. Can't wait. <laughs> this is this is the one, man. You're getting all your pieces in. Yeah. Philly is a two-point favorite against Minnesota. Wow. 50.5 over under. And I think we can go over that. Minnesota, you're starting them all. Kirk Cousins is in your lineup. Justin Jefferson, he should go nuts. Dalvin yeah. Cook, this could be his bounce-back game as well. And Adam Thielen, you know, low-end wide receiver too, flex consideration, I like it. Uh, Not really high on tight end yet in Minnesota. Yeah, but not not yet. I actually got Minnesota pulling the upset here. Minnesota looks great. Yeah, they're they're tough, man. They score a lot of points. That Justin Jefferson just really hard to stop, and. Justin Hurts or uh, Jalen Hurts, he he makes mistakes, so I'm going to give the nod to Kirk Cousins. I think they get it done this week, man. So yeah, I like that. I like that for sure. Definitely, uh, you know, flex consideration for Adam Thielen. Um, yeah, man, that's definitely. I look forward to watching that game. Vikings, Vikings, Eagles, definitely. I mean, the Eagles they beat up. Uh, I shouldn't say they beat up early. They beat up on Detroit, but yeah, man. I mean, it was a close game. And the Vikings, I think, are a much better team than than the Detroit Lions. So we will see with that. Uh, Definitely looking forward to it, though. That's Monday night at 8.30, right? I can't wait. And let's make these guys some money, man. Small five-team parlay for you guys. Go uh, go uh, wait, I got to get my – I got my pen. Let's right. do it, man. Here we go. All right, got it. Dolphins plus three. We're going to move Pittsburgh to plus three. Seahawks plus 10. Raiders minus three. Bengals minus seven. Put $100 on that. That'll net you about 1770 bucks. Honorable mention this week, I got two college picks for you guys. Both of these games are 11-point spreads, but I've moved them both to 10. Take, um, we got USC minus 10, 
and Oklahoma minus 10 against Nebraska. I think both of those teams roll. Uh, yeah, man, let's get it done, man. Let's win some money this week. Wow, I love it. I love it. 1770, That's that sounds pretty lovely to have. Hell yeah, man. Off a hundred uh-huh. Yeah, and I'm doing a, a four, a three-team parlay with that. Also, just taking out uh, Miami and uh, Seattle, just in case things get a little squirrely, and just bet those three also. Um, but For yeah, sure. man, I think we get it done this week. Let's win some money. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be an awesome week. So th- those those games, I'm gonna be paying attention to uh, more specifically as well. So um, all right, man. Well, I love that, and uh, I want to move into uh, one thing before we go. I'd love to hear couple of dark horses and a couple of fades that you got heading into uh this week all right you man, know. let's get into it so dark horses we're going carson wentz i think he is set up to have a phenomenal game this week i actually got to play him myself after losing Dak, uh and, and i'm not worried about it honestly i think he would have had a better week than Dak would have had if Dak was healthy this week so not worried about that at all okay. uh, chase Edmonds running back he's going against the ravens I think they're going to be very, very generous to him. I think he goes nuts. Drake London against the Rams. I'm not scared of, uh, of Ramsey at all. Nice. I think he'll have a ton of targets. And he could maybe sneak into the end zone this week. Uh, going against the Bears, Robert Tunyon. I think he has a, a huge game. I think Aaron Rodgers feels very comfortable with him. And, and Rodgers is ready to have a bounce back after last week, man. Who's your dark horses? Uh, I have uh, – I couldn't really decide between Tua and Matt Ryan, but I'm going to go with Matt Ryan against Jacksonville. Love to hear it. I'm going to go against the Jets. He's a um, Yeah. I mean, like, they have a pretty good, uh, you know, pretty good line. I think Chubb is definitely going to do do his uh, softening and all the stuff that he does really well. Um, but I think that Kareem Hunt, again, is going to be involved in uh, some check down work and some goal line stuff. So looking forward to for him to have another big week this week. I have Ayuk versus Seattle. I think this is the week that uh, Trey throws a couple of deep bombs to show the world, look at how far I can throw it, um, yeah. you know, versus Seattle. So I think that that he's very much in play. And for my tight end, I got Pat Farmer versus, versus New England. Uh, Muth versus New England. When New England normally plays the tight end position pretty well, they're banged up. They got their their defense. You know, the front line is very nice. The defensive line is very nice, but the secondary, yeah. So I think that that uh you know uh, Mitch showed that he has a nice little connection with with uh, Patty Boy. So I see him, you know, you know, kind of just you know throwing it over the middle to him a little bit, letting him rumble and bumble down and that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, I love it. Yeah, I was going to ask you, bro. Who who you fading this week, bro? Oh, man, I got a couple, actually. Uh, Let's see, at QB, no no secret here. Tom Brady, I don't like what's going on there. Ton of injuries to his receivers. Ton of injuries to his O-line. I'm definitely fading him. Uh, DJ Moore, I'm fading him. Giants defense is for real. He has a real quarterback problem. Yeah. Uh, I'm just staying away from him. For sure, quarterback problem. Kamara, sad to say, but I'm fading him this week. He hasn't practiced yet. He's still banged up. He right now he's going to be a game time decision dealing with the ribs. Uh, I think they're primed for an upset, and if um, if they're winning, you know, I think they'll lean more to the to the secondary running back, which may be Mark Ingram. They yeah. signed Latavius Murray. I don't think they're going to want to leave Kamara in a smaller back and just let him ram it down the middle. So. 
I'm staying away from Kamara this week if possible. And in Detroit, I'm staying away from TJ Hawkinson. He gets he's odd man out right now. He gets forgotten. And I just I just want to stay away from it, man. He's unreliable right now. And I'll definitely let somebody else have him. I love it, man. Those are absolutely valid points to uh those four guys. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough week for them. Um, you know, like you said, AK banged up. You know, a lot of people spent you know, I don't. He was going later than we like to see him go, but most RB one if you got him. So, um, going to be a tough, tough pivot for you. But don't want to be left out in the wind when he, you know, if if he comes out and you know at the end of the first quarter or something like that. So, could be tough sledding for them. But uh, for me, I have Lamar Jackson versus Miami. I think Miami's going to play him really tough and make him throw the ball around. Um, oh, yeah, I got Mixon versus Dallas because. I think that that Dallas defense is is pretty tough to run on, and I think that they're going to make Joey B air it out, especially if T. Higgins is just coming back off of concussions uh, stuff. I think you know they're going to they're going to want to test him. Um, wide receivers, it was tough for me because we're all out on CD, so you know he was my he was a guy I was going to put up there, but to get a little bit more creative, I went with Michael Thomas against the Bucks. I think he's going to have a much more difficult day than he had last week. And uh, for tight end, I went with Dawson Knox against Tennessee. Um, I don't see uh, Allen needing Dawson Knox that week. I think that, you know, the the wide receivers and Diggs and Gabe Davis are going to absolutely smash. So, uh, yeah, those are my four. Yeah, I like it, man. And really quickly, man, we're in a recession right now. Inflation is crazy. So I want to win you guys some more money. I'm going to let you know now this is going to win the Millie Maker. So I'm going to give you my DFS lineup. Here we go. I'll put my money where my mouth is, man. A lot of these guys, I told you I like them this week, so I'll put them in my lineup. Okay. I got Carson Wentz at quarterback at 5800 bucks, Antonio Gibson at 6200 bucks, Daryl Henderson, 5700 bucks, Kurt, uh, Christian Kirk at 5700 bucks, Michael Pittman at 6700 Curtis Samuel still down really, really cheap at 4600 that wow. price is going to go up, so get them this week before that price goes up. You don't want to have to pay that premium. Tyler Higby at tight end, forty two hundred bucks at flex. This is where I spent my money. Devontae Adams at eighty six hundred. He should have his way against the Cardinals. And they made a mistake. Cincinnati Bengals is only twenty two hundred dollars against Dallas. They should do their thing. Wow. So total, and and I even have three hundred bucks left over. But that's the lineup this week, man. Bro, $300 remaining with that lineup is insane. Yeah, man. So, I think uh, I think they do well. I think Daryl Henderson and Antonio Gibson can have better weeks than Kamar- uh, than McCaffrey. The, so, the, I, absolutely. I mean, yeah. the Samuel price, though, 4600 is insane. And, and the Cincy price. Yeah, and with the volume he's getting, he's getting the ball in the backfield, reverses, and getting a lot of targets. So, he could definitely be the value of the week. Dude, we covered it all, man. We got through all the games, ripped it, killed it. You know what I mean? There's there isn't much left on the bone right now, and uh, you know some of these games are really gonna really gonna yield some some fruit, man. I love it, man. We got a great weekend of football ahead of us, and then to end it with a, a double hitter on Monday night. You couldn't ask for anything better, man. So tell them how to get in touch with you, man. If people got questions, they want help with their start sets, they got lineup issues or trades they need help with how can they how can they find you 
Yeah, man, you could uh you can find us over at uh League Legends Fantasy Football on Twitter. Um you can find uh you can find me. I'm Mad Nerd Mardigan at Mad Nerd Mardigan on Twitter. Um, you know, that's that's where we're at so far. Building up the uh the League Legends uh fantasy football, you know, brand, trying to just, you know, you know, just stay true to who we are and uh do our best to help you guys out. What about you, bro? Oh, man, you can reach me at Twitter, edmac.eth. Uh, yeah, pay me an ETH also. And, uh, yeah, that's where we'll be at, man. Hit me up anytime. All right, guys. Honestly, it was a great show, Ed. You killed it, as always. And uh, everybody out there that came in to uh, to listen, thank you very much. We always appreciate you guys. And, you know, we're just here to try to help you out. And, you know, we love shooting the, you know, shooting the breeze with this stuff. So thank you for listening. All right, everybody, have a good weekend. Stay safe. League Legends Fantasy Football. <laughs>